a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Is there tension between President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris? Staff seems to think so. There's certainly been a rumor in Washington over the past several months, and now a in-depth, a pretty stinging rebuke by CNN argues that there's more true to that than maybe just the palace intrigue of normal. But what is there behind the headline? What's really going on, and how have vice presidents and presidents functioned together historically? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. We've talked about the uh, often challenging relationship uh, between vice presidents and presidents. Of course, I think that goes uh, all the way back to uh, Aaron Burr and Thomas Jefferson. Uh, Not a lot of love there. Uh, But it's always an interesting uh, thing to watch. And, of course, there's been a lot of chatter and a lot of clamor over the last few months. Uh, Vice President Kamala Harris uh, has in some ways felt sidelines. Uh, Some people have said she has been too gaff prone. Some people said she hasn't been able to deliver on things. Uh, staff or staff intrigue is always interesting uh, in politics, especially between the uh, the vice president's office and the president's office. And so, I think the first thing for all of us to keep in mind is one: this is this is not unique. Uh, again, there's always a natural tug and pull between the vice president's office and the president's office. That's not uh, a, a new thing by any stretch of the imagination. And it actually becomes more intense when you have a vice president who actually could be president. Uh, so if you think back uh, to the last year of the Reagan H.W. Bush administration, uh, that tension increased as uh, George H.W. Bush started to set out his own course as he started to run for the presidency. So that created obvious conflict and tension between the White House staff and the vice president's staff. You saw that uh, to a larger degree with uh, Al Gore and President Bill Clinton. Uh, there was a lot of tension there in terms of, you know, was Al Gore getting the proper respect as vice president? Was he giving getting assignments that were meaningful and uh, that would position him in a good way? Uh, and then we've had a couple of vice presidents who just weren't going to run immediately for president. Uh, and so that kind of doesn't uh, create quite the tension that you have when you have uh, people kind of jockeying for position. Uh, so here we are. And obviously, the vice president, Kamala Harris, uh, has the ability, the capacity, and for a lot of people, the expectation that she will run uh, for presidency. And so there is a natural tension there. So I don't think we should overstress about that. Uh, I do think the vice president has has made some stumbles, and many of them are staff-related. Uh, and yes, she is responsible for her staff, uh, but she's had a lot of turnover in her staff. Uh, they often have not prepared her well in her remarks or her ability to respond to questions. Uh, and then... Uh, This report came out from CNN that really was critical of the vice president's office and how they were handling things. And, of course, there were rumblings back that, uh, you know, they were given all the 
the really bad assignments, the intractable problems, the, the things that the president didn't want to deal with. So let's send the vice president. That makes us look like we're doing something and we don't have to take heat for it. The vice president can take that heat. Uh, also often done uh, in past administrations. Uh, so many people were starting to wonder some kind of loudly where the vice president was, what that had that relationship just gone sour what was it yesterday? I think was a very important day for the unity part of the administration, bringing the vice president and the president together. And I will say that Vice President Harris delivered yesterday. I think she actually delivered the best speech of the day relating to the $1.2 trillion infrastructure package that the president signed into law. Uh, and so I want to play a little bit of that uh, because I really think that her staff did a good job. So I will give credit to the staff. And I think she delivered it right. Right tone, right length, uh, right emphasis. And this was really the vice president at her best. Take a listen. This is an historic day. In the middle of the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln started construction on the Transcontinental Railroad in the middle of the Great Depression. President Franklin Roosevelt finished construction on the Hoover Dam. President Dwight Eisenhower signed the National Interstate and Defense Highways Act in the middle of the Cold War. And today, and today, President Joe Biden will sign the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act into law. So it was the vice president yesterday, uh, and I love the fact that she went through history. Uh, Lincoln actually very importantly, made that infrastructure uh, part of what happened after the Civil War. And it wasn't so much connecting cities. It was connecting people to people because that's where opportunity happens. So I thought that was a really strong open. The vice president, of course, was also gracious uh, to President Biden, uh, didn't try to upstage uh, the boss, so to speak, uh, but uh, complimented the president for keeping his promise to the American people. From the very start of our administration, we were determined to follow through, not just on our promise to invest in our nation's infrastructure, but on the promises that the American people have heard for years now. And we would not be here today were it not for your leadership, Mr. President. From the very start, you welcomed Democrats, independents, and Republicans to meet with us in the Oval Office. You welcomed ideas you welcomed debate, all in the service of getting this bill done. And here is what I know to be true, Mr. President. You are equal parts believer and builder. And because you are, we are all better off. On behalf of our nation, thank you, Mr. President. Uh, so I, I love that idea in terms of being a, a builder and a believer that he, the president encouraged debate. And again, take all the politics out of it for a minute. As a speech, the vice president delivered an excellent speech. I want to play one more clip from that. Uh, vice president says the bill makes the future possible uh, for millions of Americans looking for a job. But the framing of it, the way she delivered this, I thought was significant. We are believers through and through. We see what can be unburdened by what has been. We are as bold as we are determined to do big things. The Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act proves that. It proves that in America, we have the courage 
to believe a better future is possible and to build it together. After this bill is signed into law, millions more Americans will go to work in good paying, good union jobs. Uh, so I think those were really strong remarks from Vice President Harris yesterday. We are believers. We are as bold as we are determined. Uh, we can go big, really big uh, as a country. So I think that was a very important day for the vice president yesterday. I think it gave her some footing again, put her in a positive space, put her side by side uh, with President Joe Biden. All of those, I think, were, were important messages in terms of the vice president and her office and what comes next there. Uh, and so, yes, there will continue to be palace intrigue in the White House, uh, jockeying mostly between staff members, uh, between the vice president's office and the president's office. That's normal. I wouldn't uh, worry or focus a lot on that. But the interesting thing will be what comes next? What assignments does she take on next? Uh, what is her voice like uh, in the months ahead? There's a lot of important work to do. Uh, how will that relationship continue? We'll continue to track it here on KSL News Radio. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.